0: yeah, here we are. Welcome, everyone. It's time for Smoke Out with Shelly and SJ. It's the interactive video show where you, yes, you, you can be part of the show. All you have to do is subscribe on Patreon, which you can do right there. Be the uh, $5 sh- Smokeout subscription level. You get all the videos on demand. You get the Discord, all that stuff. Plus, you can join us. I just sent our subscribers a link not too long ago saying, hey, we're live, man, come smoke with us. You can come on and be on our private chat. You can be on audio. You can be on video, participate in the show, ask questions, go along with whatever we're doing, smoke, whatever you're smoking. If you're smoking crack. I'm not going to improve, approve, but, you know, it's each their own. It is smoking. I mean, technically, I guess that's true. If You're smoking crack or some sort of fentanyl meth combination. I don't know what you people are doing. In any case, I'm smoking weed, and Shelly is too. <laughs> That's what we mean when we say smoke out. You can join us on the show. Just subscribe. This is episode 68 of the Smoke Out and our many iterations of the show. Of course, you see all the information scrolling along the bottom, the Twitter, the Instagram. We are live right now on the show Twitter and on my Twitter, just in case there was an in bed problem with show Twitter like there was last time we did this. It was very, very annoying. Instead of getting many, many views, we ended up with like five views at the end of the day because people have to click a link instead of seeing the video. As I pointed out then, you know, you know, you see Shelly's cleavage. It's a very important part of drawing people into the show. If they can't see that on Twitter, they can't see cleavage in a link. link just says, you know, Twitter. It doesn't say there's cleavage. There's cleavage here at this link. So how the fuck are people supposed to know? Unless they're like cleavage psychic or something. I don't know. In any case, that's why we're live on both platforms, both Twitters, or X formerly known as Twitter, whatever. You know what I'm talking about. In any case, first hour will be free. Up on those Twitters. We'll leave it up for about a day, about 24 hours for you to check it out. And then it comes down, full episodes, bonus stuff, all that stuff. All you can do is subscribe to Patreon to get that, patreon.com slash shellysjsmokeout.com. Uh, ShellySJSmokeout.com Shelly's gives you all the links, the Patreon, the free podcast, which is on many platforms, all the episodes for free, on audio. You can check us out there if you don't want to pay, although $5 is not a lot. So, just pony up, man. Let's just do this. Damn it. (laughs) Before we get to what made me late to the show, all the stuff, the myriad of stuff that Shelly's got going on, wrestling fans as we go live, probably saw on Twitter, and I know myself and Shelly follow a lot of wrestling people on Twitter, X, whatever. Terry Funk passed away. The legendary Terry Funk. Legendary may not even be a big enough word, uh, you can see just by the testimonials and all that that's coming in from all the wrestlers from every generation, how important <clears throat> Terry Funk was to the wrestling business. Uh, Shelly, I don't know if you had any interactions with Terry Funk or any thoughts, but uh, what did you think when you heard the news?
1: My interactions with him were very minimal. He was always very nice but it was more so what sticks with me, hearing stories from other people within the business about Terry Funk. There was always some kind of crazy story about Terry Funk. So I remember even early on when I first started training, hearing Terry Funk stories just from people that were at the training uh, school that I was at. And maybe they didn't know him personally, but just because of what you just said, like so many generations of professional wrestlers, like he means so much to them for so many different reasons is what I've learned. It's like, it's kind of interesting because in my opinion, when my journey through the business, it seemed like, let's say person a over here, a lot of people have nice things to say about did a lot of really cool things it's kind of the same energy, but with Terry Funk, it was like, he connected, it it seemed like from hearing these different stories from people, with people in the business at so many different levels. Like it wasn't just one dimensional. And freaking Terry Funk, how many times has he retired? And he just <laughs> goes on out of there. And it's funny because when I decided to retire from wrestling, I always knew leading up to it, I didn't want to Terry Funk it. <laughs> I would always say, "I'm not going to be like." When people would say, "Oh, you know," they would try to get me. To this day, people try to book me on shows. And when people, like my peers or former coworkers, be like, "Oh, come on, it's fun. Just come real quick to this show. It's real easy, easy payday." And I'd be like, "Dude, I'm not trying to be like Terry Funk. Like <laughs> I said, I, I retired. I retired." But I'm glad that Terry Funk retired many times over because all his performances, um, and I tweeted something about this, kind of in, in saying it in this way, is like in and out of the ring, he just affected people. Mm-hmm. And I kind of feel like wrestling's lost that a bit. I'm not dogging on wrestling today, it's just way different. Yeah. And so, somebody like Terry Funk, who's so old school and has done like so much in the world of wrestling, like it's just a whole other level of living life. Yeah. And it'll never be like that again. So, it's almost like with him, not to sound dramatic, but kind of dies a part of the business in a sense you know absolutely and that's why i think it's important for people who honor to honor the dead you know i'm mexican it's in our culture you honor the dead and that's what people are doing and he should be honored because that's paying the business forward brother sister and like people who maybe aren't familiar with him or they're just young you know it's not their fault they're just young they weren't born maybe they'll see this news And they'll start looking up his stuff and then maybe they'll get inspired. And the next thing you know, when they do their next match on the weekend, maybe they'll throw in something that they learned from good old Terry Funk. You know what I'm saying? That's how I should be. That's my dream for the wrestling world right now. Like that his energy just continues to live on and people get inspired by his work and put it in theirs because that's keeping it going.
0: Indeed. If you come back to wrestling, you should call it the Terry Funk Return Tour. (laughs) (laughs) I should. So, yeah, that's the big news in wrestling today. A lot of, I say, really, when wrestlers, like when big name wrestlers die, you see a lot of testimonials. But just when I was just scrolling through Twitter or X, um, I was doing this thing before the show. I just, just one tweet after another. Of people from all over wrestling whether they're 25 or 75 and everybody from you know MJF up to like Mick Foley Ric Flair everybody's uh, putting their condolences and stuff on social media it's really um aim before like a wrestling fan if you never saw Terry funk you heard his name a lot just when they talked about legends Terry the name Terry funk always came up and you know being hardcore and, and all that stuff and you watch any kind of documentaries on people like Mick Foley, you know, you see Terry Funk was wrapped up in his career a lot. So it's a a sad day, especially for someone who like, like they're all like universal, like everybody's coming out to say what a great guy he was, and how much they're going to miss him. You know, when people suck and they die, there's a lot of silence. You know, if not outright, you know, this person sucked and glad they're gone. But at the very least, it's like people just keep their mouth shut and not you know let it yeah. let it pass. But everybody's coming out to talk about how great Terry Funk was. So. Even people
1: who like typically wouldn't maybe go that far. Maybe normally when someone passes in the wrestling business, they kind of keep it short. But what I'm seeing is those people who keep it short aren't keeping it short with Terry Funk. They're like, "Damn!" Like, yeah. Let me tell you. And so that really says something, you know.
0: Long rip for Terry Funk. I even saw uh, Kevin Owens tweeted. He's like, "I'm never on here anymore," but I had to get on here to say something about Terry Funk.
1: That's what I mean. That's what Terry Funk's energy. Now that he is now. Done the. I don't even know what to call it. The transition in life, I guess, to whatever happens when we leave, which, you know how I feel about this. (laughs) So it makes me uncomfortable, but it's like. That's what life's about. Real quick. Years ago. During my TNA days, my sister Danielle and I, we were living in this really cute condo. And next to the condo, like, was a cemetery. You could see out our window into the cemetery. Now, funerals would happen all the time and we'd hear them. We'd hear crying, which is real great for my phobia, my death phobia, by the way. But for some reason, I found a peace with it as well. So it was actually really good for me. Sometimes it freaked me out, but other times, whatever. So what I used to do is my dogs, Fred and Ethel Mertz, rest in peace. I used to walk them around the um, cemetery. And I would always notice on a Saturday specifically, there was this man. And he would be sitting there with his old man with his Cadillac trunk popped open. And he'd have his little lawn chair. He'd have jazz music playing. flowers. And he would sit there for hours every single Saturday. And when I would walk the Mertzes in the cemetery, I would always be praying. And then I'd say, you know, I always end my prayer saying, Lord, just show me something cool today. And so this particular day, I just kind of sat there and stopped and watched this man. And this man, he kind of looked like maybe he even served back in the day. You know, maybe he has a Navy tattoo or something like he looks like that type old, old school, hard man. Right. Doesn't show his emotions, that kind of vibe. Right. And every time I'd see him on the Saturday, he would just be sitting in that lawn chair, looking straight, kind of stone cold. But this day I sat there and was trespassing in his moment. And he started breaking down crying. And then he like caught himself and like tried to hold it back. And then he rearranged the flowers and said, that's how she'd like it. And that was my something cool I was shown. And what I learned that day was pull all the BS aside in life. Life's about impacting somebody so much that they will take every Saturday out of their life to come visit your grave. Now, I know not everyone can do that, but just that energy behind what that means. And that's what I'm seeing with Terry Funk's passing. I'm seeing that all these people, like you said, Kevin Owens, he says, I never come on here, but he showed, it's just, some people could say it's just social media. Who cares? Like I, you know, whatever, but no, he's going to honor Terry Funk because he knows right now everyone is grieving this loss from top to bottom, meaning from people who was his, he's his family to his fans and everyone in between. He showed up. That's what he did. And Mm -hmm. so even though, like I said, I didn't know him well, that says something, that all these wrestlers are honoring this man's life and how he impacted them. And I think that's a really cool and rare thing to see in wrestling.
0: Absolutely. RIP. Terry Funk. The bong rip for Trey Funk. I'm taking a lot of bong rips because (laughs) when I began the show, I was not high at all. Um, and also, if you notice the uh, the timing of the show, we're supposed to go live at six Eastern, three Pacific, and we ended up going live almost exactly at six thirty, so about a half hour late. And the reason for the lateness, as I put it out on Twitter, is me. And what I was up to, what I had to do, uh, basically I needed to get a physical for a job and take a drug screen. Now, many of you have been here. Now I know which many of you are already thinking. or Jesus, you smoke a lot of weed. You're smoking weed right now. Indeed I am. You're very perceptive for noticing that. <laughs> In any case, the Sternor is how the hell are you can get through a drug test. Well, for most years, most of the jobs that I had... And I imagine Shelly's the same. And we'll talk about Shelly's drug testing history here in a second. But most of the jobs were not piss quality necessary, whatever. It wasn't dependent on that. But this one is. And the pay is good, so, you know, it's, you know, shit I got to go through. So what 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 do you do in this situation? Now, there's many, many things you can do. There's many detox products. But the ones I've tried have never worked. I've seen other people have bad experiences with them. They're just not, they're they're hard to get right. Plus, with the way my stomach is, I really can't detox from cannabis for any length of time. There's other things that are like, supposedly hide it or mask it. That shit doesn't work. I've never heard an instance or seen anyone say, I got this shit that masks uh, weed in your urine and it works just fine. Because it doesn't. It throws other shit off. You know, other shit doesn't register. It's like you're pissing water, whatever. It erases everything. It just doesn't erase weed. So what you're left with, in the end, is you need to take someone else's clean piss with you to the drug test. Now, there's a very cool product. They should sponsor the show, but they don't. So I'm not going that much publicity. But from what I remember, it's called the Wizinator. Basically, it's a fake penis. You shove down your pants, and you fill it with someone else's urine. And then, you know, like dump it or piss it out into the cup or whatever. <clears throat> what I did, I don't have one. I'm not going to spend like $100 fucking dollars on a fake penis. A hollow penis for some turn. <laughs> I, have some, I have some standards and some pride, damn it. In any case, what I end up doing, I get the, the clean piss from the person I know. And I put it in a medicine bottle. Like one of those prescription medicine bottles. But it's not like a skinny one. It's a fat one. I want to make sure I have enough piss. I don't know how much piss they're going to ask me for. So I need enough. And basically you put it in there and you can kind of like water tight seal it. You take the piece off of a plastic bag and you put it over the opening and then you press the, the lid down on it onto the plastic uh, from the plastic bag. And it kind of makes a seal so you can have it upside down, you know, down your pants and your you know up your butt if you want. It should be okay. I've not tried the up your butt one. I wouldn't recommend it. It's not that dramatic. I mean, if you're in prison, you need to, that's a different story. In any case, I stick it in my pocket. Now, where I'm at, I'm across the road from Cincinnati. Right now, it's 95 degrees. The heat index is like 110 degrees. It's fucking oppressive. It's an oppressive Ohio Valley humidity heat that you can feel when you walk out the door. So I'm not wearing <laughs> a ton of clothing. I'm not wearing like, I, can, I can't. I can't hide this fat medicine bottle full of piss anywhere on my body. So I just stick it in my pocket. And it's quite noticeable. I have like green shorts on. It's, if you look in my pocket, you can tell that there's a medicine bottle in my pocket. So I'm paranoid about that. So I go do this. I'm thinking, well, my, my thoughts are, what am I going to do if they find it? I'm just going to have to straight up say, well, I can't pass this drug test. This is clean tip. <laughs> um, I thank you for your time. I'm going to leave you now. Have a good day and walk out. And I almost came to, I almost came to that, I, th- I thought, for a second. So you do all the the filling out of the paperwork and shit. You go back and she opens this drawer and she says, I need you to empty your pockets. Now, my first thought, of course, is I have a big fat mess and bottle full of someone else's piss in my pocket. So immediately I think I only have, I I either do not pull it out or I just bite the bullet then and there and say, look, I have a bottle of piss in my pocket i'm not gonna pass this drug test i'm sorry to have wasted your <laughs> time i don't know if you should get paid for this i don't know if you still bill this to medicare or whatever the fuck it is or the company um so i'm thinking you know that's it so i start pulling out i put my phone i pull out my keys and my keys kind of jingle when i pull them out of the same pocket that i have the piss in so she even looks in my pocket she says i can hear some chains rattling around in there you don't have to pull that out so i think okay I pull the keys out, put them in the drawer. That's it. I'm done. She doesn't look in my pocket anymore. She's not worried about it. She says, here's your cup. Rinse your hands off. Go in there and pee. So I go in there. I get the lid off the piss. I dump it in there. (laughs) Dump the rest in the toilet. uh, Flush. Stick the empty piss bottle because there's no garbage cans in there. And I flush the plastic, but I couldn't flush the bottle. So I stick that back in my pocket. So now I have an empty piss bottle in my pocket. I go back out there. I give it to her. We go through the rest of it. I go to the room finally, where I'm supposed to do the physical. And at that point, I can ditch the piss bottle into the garbage can and put a bunch of like paper towels and shit over it. And the upshot is, from what I could tell, I mean, they gave me my the certificate or whatever I needed for for passing. Um, I guess I passed and it worked. How the fuck it worked, I don't know. I guess it was just luck. Well, the fucking the funniest thing was, while I'm emptying out my pockets. And she kind of glances in my pocket. And right then she decides to make a joke, which I guess she makes it from every, with everybody. Take all the stuff out of your pockets, including the fake urine. And I just kind of chuckle. And she says, that's a little joke. She said, the people who have fake urine, they don't think it's funny at all. I'm like, oh, well, I can imagine. And the whole time I'm thinking, I have a bottle of piss in my pocket. I'm like, that's
1: go, her little test. That was her test.
0: Jesus. So anyway, I passed. That's why I was late, because it fucking took forever. But for those of you out there that need to pass a drug test, I mean, if you find another way, that's great. But the clean piss from someone else is, you know, the only way that I know of to go. Shelly, do you ever... uh, I know you do a lot of modeling and wrestling and stuff like that. Did you ever have, like, quote-unquote regular jobs where you had to take drug tests and shit?
1: There was only... Well, I did get tested in WWE, but at that time they allowed cannabis. So that wasn't a big deal. Um, I'm kind of, I don't remember if I got tested in TNA. It could have happened because I just remember there was a day we were all there and all of us had to get physicals and blood work. So I don't know if they were looking for anything, but they didn't care about cannabis. So, and then I was very, I used to go to work sometimes with pot leaf things on my outfit. So they knew. So I don't really count those, but there was one time and I'm trying to remember why I needed a drug test because ever since, um, um, I went to, I'm trying to think, to OVW. I haven't had a real job. Like, it's always been entertainment-based, aside from when I did Uber Eats and Postmates. But, I mean, yeah. whatever. There. <laughs> yeah, that's not, well, that's not a job. So, um, but there was a time I remember... I had to get drug tested and it could have been that it was for TNA and I thought that I would get in trouble for the cannabis and maybe I found out it was okay. I just can't remember, but there was a certain member from Cypress Hill that told me to go to this certain head shop or excuse me, um, smoke shop and order or get this certain detox there. And I remember I bought it. Because I figured if Cypress Hill saying it, they know, like, why would Cypress Hill steer me in the wrong direction? (laughs) But then I remember not doing it after all, because it didn't matter. So and when I was friends with this person that was in the TNA days. So I'm kind of thinking that maybe that's what it was for. But other than that, I've never needed to. Uh, when I worked for General Electric, when I was in my early 20s, that was before I was a medicator or a drinker. So it was no big deal. Uh, so, yeah, I never have had to. <laughs> that looks real. If that there was in that. the pants, that's real.
0: See? There you go. So like I said, that's if you want to get like hardcore, you know. With what's going on.
1: It even has like, do a close-up of the penis again. It even has like little wrinkles and everything in it. It's very realistic. Yeah. Look at you that penis. a
0: little thing in there and fill a urine. <laughs> yeah. Be nice well, if we get, the- get a sponsorship. Deal.
1: Right? <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm to find them on X. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Here's the thing, though. I feel like the moral of your story is the old, if you just feel like you, or if you are being shady in a situation, but you just act like you totally belong with confidence, like you laughed, you yeah. laughed in the whole, that was her trick because typically people who do have it, they're going to be nervous. Like you were, but you knew how to handle it. Like you knew. So that's her little like whatever her screening process but you just acted like you belong hey i'm just here to pee in a cup so i can get my job and that's it and they saw that that's how you were and okay cool <clears throat> but i know you were dying inside
0: <laughs> yeah cuz it's, it's like i know i'm not going to jail or anything but i'm thinking at some point i'm going to have to talk to say to one person look i have fake pee I have, I have other people pee I'm not, I'm going to pass this on my own. I fucking, I'm riddled with cannabis.
1: <laughs>
0: I mean, all cannabis. So, but hey, but you got to think that like people like that, like this, the woman, they're seeing hundreds of people a day. They're not scrutinizing yeah. at all. Like I said, she looked right in my pocket a couple of times. You can clearly see it wasn't changed. It was a fucking medicine bottle. You can see the outline of the lid that she's just so. On autopilot with what she's doing and getting through it and, you know, going home for the day, you know, or maybe she didn't give a shit. I I was, you know, it's
1: Wednesday hump day. Maybe she's over it already. And here's the thing too. I feel hearing your story. It's like, not only did you act like you belonged, which got you through it, but you had a backup plan. If, okay, what if? So then that goes to the confidence of, okay, hopefully Mm -hmm. this will work, but if not, what's plan B? And you accepted plan B for what it was. Some people would just run and not say anything, but you were going to be polite enough to explain the situation and not be a weirdo about it. And I feel like maybe the universe let you get by because you had good intentions. You weren't going to try to be all. It's like, wait, if you bust me, you bust me. Sorry. Sorry.
0: (laughs) I have other people's urine on my person. (laughs) For the purposes of defrauding your fine establishment.
1: It's so funny you mentioned urine because I don't know why, but recently I've been thinking about what does it mean when people have the fetish of peeing on another person for sexual arousal? Like, what is that?
0: Mm. I guess. I mean, at some level, it's like humiliation, I would think.
1: Humiliation.
0: Yeah. But what way. if
1: the person they're peeing on it, it doesn't feel humiliated? What if they feel like, yeah, pee on me? I don't know. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Say, look, you're not supposed to be enjoying this. I'm pissing, <laughs> <doesn't> humiliating you. <laughs> I was like, oh, but-, <laughs> <piss." laughs>
1: but what if one person is like? Pee on me. Oh yeah. And then the person peeing on them is like, yeah, I'm peeing on you. Like both people are into the pee. Like, what is that? Mean? Like
0: maybe it's because it's warm. I don't know. I know people like wax. I thought that was more like a pain thing. Do you does if you get peed on, is it like hot enough to burn? I wouldn't think so. It's like no temperature. So it's gonna be it's gonna feel hot, but it's not gonna burn you like wax would. <laughs> I'm assuming it's well- like wax. I don't know, it's like the pain part of it. Otherwise there's just a warm sensation. I don't know.
1: I don't know. I was thinking real deeply about it.
0: (laughs) Philosophical reasons behind people getting pissed on.
1: Well, because here's the thing I get the humiliation fetish. Like I get that. So when it's, that's not what's behind it. Like the peer who's a guy in this situation that I know of the peer Was just like hanging out. No pun intended. (laughs) And then the girl in the situation was taking a shower and she opened up the door. The (laughs) PE. The (laughs) PE was in the shower, opened the door and said, don't you want to just pee on me? And then the peer was like, huh? All right. And then went for it. And then the PE was like, yeah, pee on me. And then that's when the peer was like, yeah, I'm peeing on you. Like, I'm not saying that's what they said, but that was the, <laughs> yeah, that was cool. The energy was so like, what is that? And then that was the question is like, was it a humiliation thing? it's like, no. So hmm. what is it then? And they're like, I don't know.
0: I guess for a guy, the guy in that situation, obviously anything that turns a woman on, you think it's going to lead to sex. So you're like, well, you know, I mean, I don't know, like, you know, how deep the relationship was or whatever. But, you know, this broad must get peed on. I might get laid. If I pee on her, I kind of have to pee anyway. Instead of peeing in the toilet, I was peeing on her in the shower and I might get laid out of it. That's pretty good.
1: But they already had it. That's why she was in the shower.
0: Oh, then I, I don't know. Maybe he just doesn't want to hear what she's going to say if he says, no, I'm not going to pee on you. He thinks we're gonna be like a shitstorm from her. <laughs> a fucking hurricane of <clears throat> what the fuck's wrong with you, you pussy. I just asked you to come in and pee on me. Don't
1: you, you want to pee on me? <laughs>
0: you're like, no, I'd rather just pee in the toilet if it's all the same to you. <laughs> I don't think I don't think the person who wants to get peed on is gonna react well to that.
1: I never thought of it that way. These are questions that need to be brought up.
0: So with men think about it a lot when dealing with women, what answer on my part is just going to give me fucking rip the new one? And how do I avoid that answer? She obviously wants to be peed on, or she wouldn't be saying it. It's not like she's going to say, ooh, you're fucking peeing on me now. Like, look, broad, you said come pee on me. So that's what I'm doing. So she's into it. Conversely, if you deny the request, she may get pissed off, and that's not fun. Especially depending on the woman. But it's... And it and especially
1: <clears throat> This gal, it it's not a reoccurring thing. It was like a isolated situation with this person. So what does that mean? And then it makes me think about the relationship dynamic between the peer and the PE. And... I just feel there's something there and I want to crack the code. I want to be Carmen San Diego on the case and figure out why the PE wanted to be peed on. And...
0: Shelly Martinez is on the case.
1: The peer? Like, I could get... Because, okay, a guy, if he sees, like you said, a gal is turned on, he's going to go with it, even if it's weird. Okay, whatever. So I get that. But it wasn't that. It wasn't like, oh, it was like this dark energy between them sparked. And he was like, yeah, I'm peeing on
0: you. That's what I was going to say. It could be more of like the taboo aspect of it. Just because if you, I mean, you don't know, like one of those man on the street interviews and you interview hundred people on the street and you ask them about pissing on people. Even if they're into it, most of them be like, oh, no, I would never do that. That's you know, right. crazy." So it's like the aspect of society would be against what they're doing. You know, getting pissed on or pissing on someone. That could be part of it. I don't know.
1: I'm on the case. I am obsessed with cracking it. uh, So I'll keep you posted. (laughs) The P files.
0: The P files.
1: I'm on the P files. Who better? That's right. (laughs) Who better?
0: Um, Speaking of the P-files, we can uh, segue rather smoothly from that into Shelly's life. Um, You sent me a series of texts earlier about things that have been going on in your life. And I guess the last week or so has been rather eventful on many fronts. (laughs)
1: Let me tell you something. (laughs) In the last, like, five days... And I say five days, not a week, because five days is a shorter amount of time, but, and there's a point to that. So let me get to that. Sorry, I am just jumping ahead over here. In the last five days, I have thrown up. I have had several panic attacks. Yeah. Um, I choked hard on my bong. Um, what was the other thing? I I had a whole like trifecta. See, now that I, I've been through so much that I'm so traumatized that I can't even remember exactly what I even told you. Cause I remember I was like really feeling it. Okay. I wrote him in the in the last five days, I've thrown up Pete a lot and started today by sharding myself. There you go. So let's back the truck up beep beep. So over the weekend. I had this dirty water pipe that I swear is clean. It just gets dirty really fast, but it was really dirty over the weekend because here at the house, if I don't do it, it doesn't get done. It's really annoying, but to give, uh, to not throw any bad vibes. It's not that like Danielle and metal Jesus are lazy or don't want to help. They just don't think about it. And I get it. It's fine. So I've been really busy lately with this project I've been working on, and <clears throat> I've been I've been really slipping on things at the house, one of them tending the bong. And you know what? Also, I don't know about you, Stoner Jesus, but I kind of find it kind of therapeutic sometimes when I clean my bong. Like I can, like if I'm upset about something, I can kind of figure it out. Well, I'm just tweaking out on the bong, trying to get it nice and clean or whatever. So I'm fine with it. But over the weekend, it was just super dirty. And I came in here and I was with Metal Jesus and I took this really, really big hit. And going into medicating and taking that first hit, I was having a complete panic attack. So my nerves were already there. My stomach was a wreck. I was just like, oh my God, I just need to medicate, even if it's just one hit. It's, it was one of those type of moments. Uh, my GI tract issues have been really flaring up lately, and it's just been really uncomfortable. It's been a really rough week. And I started choking because it tastes so bad on that hit that not only did I, like, you know, I, I pee myself, it's been known here at the Smokeout, I pee myself, but this was like a lot. It was almost like it was alarming. <laughs> So I'm coughing and coughing up a lung. And then I pee myself and then I go, Oh God. And I open up the door and I throw up. And then in true stoner fashion, still not ready and caught my breath yet. I came back in here to hit the bong again, of course, (laughs) which only made it worse. So then all that happened all over again. It was rough.
0: So when you start peeing is metal jesus like yeah pissing that's what i'm talking about
1: no he calls me poppy from seinfeld he goes "Uh oh because i've been known to the chairs that are in the garage here um i've been known to have to wash the cushions because i'll have an incident and then there's pee that's why i specifically sit in one chair and then metal jesus calls it the poppy chair they call me poppy martinez here And it's so funny because when that happens to me with the choking on the bong hit and I threw up twice, (laughs) I looked up, why did Poppy throw up? Because, Or excuse me, why did Poppy pee? Because the way I was looking at it, are you a Seinfeld fan?
0: Yeah, I've watched the episodes, yeah. Okay.
1: So so are you familiar with Poppy when he pees on Jerry's couch? Okay. So one of the things as a fan, I mean, I've been watching it for years. I'm a super fan. One of the things that I was always unclear on was – did Poppy go to Jerry's specifically to pee on his couch for revenge? Or was it that it was a medical thing? Like I've always been unclear on that because if it was just that event being spiteful, you're ruining yourself. You now have to walk around with pee pants. It's gross. So I know, I know all about pee pants. It's gross. (laughs) And then Poppy's in that nice suit. So I'm like, is he doing it on purpose? So when I looked it up, it said most of the articles I read was about, it went back to that um, issue that he had. I forget exactly what it was where later they visit that he has these health issues, whatever. So I was like, okay, it is a health issue. And so I was like, oh God, what if I do have what Poppy has? (laughs) But as I've mentioned on the smoke out before, When I wasn't medicating for a little while, it didn't happen. So it only happens when I medicate, which is really annoying. So usually what I do when I come out here, first of all, I have paper towels over there. Secondly, and then they know here, whoever's smoking with me, whether it's Danielle or Metal Jesus, if I cough and then I go like this, they go, oh. (sighs) And they go and get... (laughs) they They know. So... Um, but what I try to do before I come out is I just will stuff myself with some toilet paper. Cause you know, the paper towel gets a little rough. After
0: a while. That was my, my next question. How far are we from like adult?
1: In- <laughs> Look, I hear the jokes all the time. I hear it all the time. I just got to work on figuring out what it is. Cause like I had mentioned when I wasn't medicating with smoking, it doesn't happen when I do edibles or things like that, tinctures, it's the smoking part. That's when I do it. So when I wasn't doing that, I wasn't peeing myself and I couldn't believe it. I said, wow, I was so excited. And then the first time I finally actually smoked, smoked, standing right over there, I said, and <laughs> Metal Jesus said, oh no, it happens again. <laughs> and I were that night I was shooting for the Secret Society. So I had on the tiniest little bottom. So when I peed myself, it was just, it got all over. It (laughs) it didn't hold much. So there you go. I peed myself. I threw up. And then it was pretty consistent through the weekend. I kept peeing myself. But man, like I said, my GI tract issues were just like flaring up. And then this morning when I woke up, I was like, man, I'm going to sleep in like, I have a very tight schedule I go by and I was like, you know what I need today? I just need to sleep in an hour, which throws off a lot, but whatever. And when I woke up, I was in, the, I went to go let Minnie out, you know, in the morning, sometimes you wake up and you get that first fart out of the day and it feels real good. You know, you have been sleeping. So I'm thinking everything's fine. And then all of a sudden <clears throat> I feel it come out and I was like, dang, it's been a while since I sharted myself, but I guess today's the day. And my pajamas, really cute little uh, two piece set. The bottoms are very like flowy, I guess. So they don't hold. (laughs) It's not like I had on booty shorts or panties or like even a G or a thong to just keep it in there a little bit. And then because of that, my robe is really what got the butt of it. (laughs) So I said, well, I guess I started my day sharding myself. And then I moved on with my day, you know, whatever. Got some things done. And it's funny because right before we went to record and I was getting ready. I went into my bathroom and in my sink was my pajama bottoms and my robe. And I was like, Oh yeah, I forgot.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Wow. See, the thing is there's, there's a certain segment of the fetish community that would be into all or some of that. So expect like some tweets Hey, Shelly. Just <laughs> want to pee a bunch.
1: <laughs> you know what my favorite is? Is these people in the fetish community? Let's say you got your pee people over here, and you got your poop people over here. There's some people within each that are so stuck up. So, like some stuck up poop fetish people will be like, "Ugh, pee, that's gross." <laughs> like, "Ugh," and then some stuck up pee fetish people are like. Poop, oh, that's going too far. It's like, it's the same. (laughs) (laughs) One's maybe a little more tart, but it's the same. But it's just funny how they don't want to be judged as being a pee lover or a poop lover, but they'll judge each other. And it's like, you can't do that. And that's like how it is just in life.
0: I guess if we're getting technical. I guess pee would be more sanitary than poop. I guess that's the standard you're going by. That's
1: what a pee lover would say. Supposedly. You over there carrying other people's pee.
0: <laughs> Apparently, according to uh, the master of pee, Bear Grills, like you can drink your own pee the first few times, and it's like it's like sterile or whatever. But then once it starts going through your body, and you keep doing it over and over again, it like becomes toxic, and you can't drink it anymore because you're not drinking water; you're just recycling your own pee but apparently that bear grills show i've never actually seen it but every time i hear about bear grills it's he's getting someone to drink their pee or he's drinking his own pee or he's teaching him how to drink your pee probably drinking pee is a big part of like surviving in the wild
1: i don't know who this person is but i don't know i guess
0: he's survivalist
1: (laughs) he's survivalist i remember there was a time where a couple wrestlers One in particular who had a amazing body, like amazing. And he put a lot of time in at the gym to look that way. And I remember hearing that he and somebody else would inject pee in them. Have you ever heard of that?
0: I have not. What's the um, supposed benefit of that?
1: I can't remember, but I was just like, that's too much. (laughs) <laughs> that's too much. Like, just go good old steroids and don't put other
0: people's pee seems, in you. Yeah, like, your pee and your blood are, like, separated. Biom- I don't know, dude. It seems like it's, once you start crossing that stuff. It's like, I hear if you get, like, an air bubble in your veins, it'll kill you. You don't be fucking around with, like, you just want to put blood in there. I guess if you're going to shoot heroin or whatever, I guess that's your thing. But I couldn't imagine going through all that, you know, tying off my arm and shooting myself up and...
1: It's too much All that.
0: That's <clears great. throat> um got 15 minutes left in the free time if you want to the bonus content which mostly will be something very special we've talked about on the show before uh, we re- revisit that there was a couple things um i want to talk about instagram if you follow our instagram you see it right there shelly sj smoke out on instagram the pinned post is an instagram live we did about three weeks ago where we talked about a bunch of stuff smoked you know, a bunch of people joined us on the Instagram Live. Uh, i figured tried would just be a cool little way to kind of promote or cross-promote the show's Instagram with more of Shelly's audience. Uh, my audience on Instagram is pretty much shit. I have about 1,300 followers on Instagram, and most things I post, will get like 5 or 10 likes. Conversely, we have, I forget what it was on Instagram, a few hundred followers on Instagram on the show page. But if I post a picture of Shelly, we'll get about 120 likes and about six direct messages with fire emojis or big googly eye emojis or hearts or Shelly, you're so hot. I can go, I can run through a few of them just to let you know. Kind of a smattering. Haven't gotten a dick pic in a while. I think people got the message that that wasn't making it to Shelly. Shelly was never going to see. Well, we have two new messages. I hope those are good. Let's see. Uh, let's go back a little bit. Let's see. Oh, the, the face with the, the goo the heart eyes. You get that a lot. Um, Andrew said you're so sexy. Um, this guy sent a photo. I forget what it was. man, oh, wow. my
1: allergies are killing me today. Sorry. I'm like, whoa.
0: Um, this guy, what is this? I guess there's um, an Instagram imposter of you.
1: Oh, my goodness gracious.
0: <laughs> Shelly underscore Martinez double underscore it says, and I wanted to follow this person who sent the message 22 hours ago. <clears throat> it's, uh, it's the same picture, same profile picture, you with uh, Manny. let's see
1: this means that somebody took time out of their day to do this i find it very creepy who is that who is trying to and then who's following them that's what i want to know
0: many (laughs) followers
1: that's what i want to know and the thing is is I just cannot relate to impersonating somebody to make a Facebook or a Twitter or Instagram as somebody, especially as somebody that like somehow has a following for whatever it is that they do. Like, it's one thing if it's a joke, you know what I mean? Like a parody or whatever. But to like, like why, like what are you getting out of it, and whatever you're getting out of it, I think it's kind of creepy. Like, I think I mentioned on a show before. One of the weirdest things I've ever gone through online was arguing with somebody that I'm me and they are not, mm-hmm. and then they told me to send them my my ID to prove that I'm Shelly Martinez. Mm. And then I was like, why would Shelly Martinez need somebody pretending to be Shelly Martinez to send a driver's license? That doesn't make sense. You know you're not Shelly Martinez. And it was the craziest thing. And I remember, you know, I thought that to myself, you know what? They're probably getting off on the fact that they're arguing with me. So I'm just going to end this now. But that really opened my eyes on how, like, I don't even know what the agenda was. What, just to talk to me? I don't know. And then it's like. These fans will be like, oh, I talk to you online. I'm like, no, you don't. I don't talk to my fans online privately unless you're in the secret society. And so then they'll be like, oh, this page. And they'll show it to me. And I'm like, that's not me. You know where my official links are. So then you have these fans that they go along with it. They know that's not my page. Yeah. A page that has hardly any followers That's not official when there's a page out there that not only is official, but is connected to all of my other stuff. Like, no, you're just having wishful thinking. And that creeps me out too.
0: Let's see if I can find this account and report this person. Thank you, Brandon on Instagram for bringing that to our attention. Let's get some justice. Let's get some justice from Zuckerberg. It's very weird. It's like Shelly. And then one underscore. And then Martinez and two more underscores. (laughs) You're ready to dig deep.
1: And then the thing is, is like, like I said, these fans that just wish, like, they know it's not me. So it doesn't make sense. Why? Like, why bring it up to me? And then that goes to show you they had that 1% hope that it's me.
0: And this is the three pictures they've taken. To use. That's
1: some interesting photos. That's an old photo of me in WWE at the um, WrestleMania something or other party. And then two photos of me... I don't even see, yeah, the other one's me. Two photos of me at a place where I have said I will never shoot there ever again. I've talked about it here on the show. If you want to know the details of why that particular ring right there, I will never, I don't care how broke I am, film any videos there. That's the place. So very interesting, the choice of photos for this account. You know what that tells me? It's very possible that I know this person. So that's very interesting to me.
0: I'm uh, reporting them for impersonating Shelley from Cali 4. And you're verified on there, so it should be...
1: I'm verified. I don't know. I just... You know...
0: We have received my report. So we'll see what Zuckerberg does. We want justice. This bullshit... Really haven't had people really me. I had a couple of people on I guess Facebook, I think it was, used my profile picture. There's a very old, famous profile picture, the same one I've had since two thousand six from MySpace. So it's literally been seen by hell, maybe even tens of millions of people by this at this point. Um I really haven't had any imposter problems. I feel like that happens more either to bigger male celebrities or mostly to women for whatever reason. I will
1: never understand it. I'll never understand it.
0: In any case, before we get on to our our big stuff, our bonus content, if you're watching free, you're watching live, you have to go subscribe. Let me bring it up for you. Right there. Go subscribe. You won't be able to watch the rest of the show with us now because it's too late. You have to go back and watch it later. The next time we do the show, you'll be able to come on with us. It'll be awesome. And then um, we do the show about once a month. So... Two months from now, we'll basically be doing a Halloween show. So I think about what we're going to do for that. It'll be something big, big blowout or whatever, a watch-along, a smoking game, something. We'll figure something out. That's awesome. So you have plenty of time to subscribe, is my point. If you want to join us for the upcoming shenanigans and tomfoolery. Speaking of tomfoolery, one more thing before we get to our our main event uh, of the evening, if you will. Is there any pool table updates? pool table was going to be the focus of the shenanigans that were going to be going on is there a, are there any uh, re, re, reports forthcoming
1: oh yeah so <clears throat> i was shooting some content for my secret society mm-hmm. and when i was done i put on my robe i went into the house and i said hey you want to come into the garage it's okay Came into the garage. Medicated a little bit. I put on some cool music. I said, well, rack them up. Racked them up. And then before we can get started, I just boop, took off the uh, robe I had. And I took, before the disrobing, I already had taken off my little pasty things that I wear. Mm. So he got the, like, full version and good news is the pool table can hold our weight.
0: There you go. It's, it's always a good That's,
1: test. It, it was a good table. test.
0: Yes, it was and a you good write test. That on the, uh, the Amazon review. <laughs> <laughs> Myself, and my significant other, both of us <laughs> on the table
1: imagine and then like let's say my mom is like creeping on me online she's like oh there's shelly's amazon shop let's see what that is and there's the pool table oh that's that pool table she has clicks on it and it's
0: (laughs) holds the weight i wonder what that means why are they on the pool table what's going on
1: (laughs) oh (laughs) shelly that's what would happen but um you know what's really interesting um uh, i'm just gonna be real okay i am just be a little transparent i don't care if people think i'm crazy i'm this is a fact okay i have been feeling in the last few days like people maybe i felt like one person in particular was really throwing me weird vibes like really weird vibes to where it's been on my mind all day and so then we come on here, we go and record, we're having some fun. And then you tell me there's this person that went out of their way to make this Instagram. Mm-hmm. So that to me really confirms that maybe I don't know who, but my gut was right. So much so that I've been having diarrhea for days. Wow. And, you know, I'm sensitive like that and I'm not going to be shy about that. That's just who I am people who know me, my personal life know this. So to me, it trips me out that like, cause I thought to myself, oh, I'm crazy. I'm just like looking for something, whatever. But no dude, somebody decided it was a good idea. They had some sort of agenda to make this Instagram. And that's why I don't understand the thought behind Elon Musk saying something to the effect that you can't block or mute people. It's like that happens. So, why? Like, I don't get it. Like, I don't know. I just wish things would go back to the AOL.com days and MySpace days. Like, what happened to the good old MTV chat rooms? Like, I created a message board on my website. I haven't been active on it, but I just haven't had the time. But as soon as I do, I hope I can bring my followers over there and interact and have a good time over there because I'm just...
0: I was I really hoping MySpace would make a comeback when like, Justin Timberlake <laughs> never bought it, but I guess not. I really haven't seen anything.
1: Me too. That's you why do. I still have my page on there. I keep it there just in case. I
0: said there's a Stoner Jesus Show page still on MySpace. I don't know why my original... Standard Jesus page isn't on there anymore, but it's not. But uh, at one point, I was like 15,000 friends on there. And I did my best to like, move most of them over to Twitter, if I could, when I got on Twitter in 09. And which is the basis for, you know, what I have now. It's just, I don't know. Maybe cool. Well, have here. you...
1: I'm sorry. Tom, what? yeah. <laughs> have you ever tried to log into your MySpace, like in current days?
0: Uh, I haven't. I've just noticed that the show page is still there, but I wouldn't know if I, I know the email that it was associated with, I'm sure I don't use it anymore.
1: I dug so deep because mine was connected to my T-Mail, which when I had the sidekick for uh, T-Mobile, you had a T-Mail, livingdeadgirl at t And <laughs> I had to go jump through some hoops to get my access to my account. So I got it. But here's the thing. Even when I go, it doesn't matter if it's on the computer. It doesn't matter if it's on my phone or my tab. When I try to go to my page, it never fully uploads. And what I want to be able to do, and I hope that they can at least fix this part of it, maybe update some things. I want to be able to see my old posts because when I got fired from WWE, I was very vocal about how upset I was on my MySpace page. And I would just love to revisit that because when I think back to that day, I remember sitting in front of my computer in Louisville when I lived there and I was so heartbroken. And I remember I had Tom Petty playing and at the top of my lungs, ugly crying, I was going... Won't back down. I stand my ground, and as I was doing that, I was typing away, and I was just crying and feeling that song because I don't know. It just is how I felt at the time, and I want to see those posts. I really, really do.
0: Yeah, definitely interesting. I remember what at all I talked about on MySpace, other than the show and stuff like that back when i was on like blog talk radio and i guess i posted that on there i remember posting bulletins they went to people it's all shit now
1: did you ever do blogger
0: uh yeah i did yeah i did that for a Good while.
1: little blogger blogger yeah. taught me a lot <laughs>
0: crazy look at us now so it's an hour that's it you fucking freeloaders that are watching you know what we're gonna talk about next well, you have to go to subscribe and get the video and find out. Conversely, you be part of the show, obviously. If you're part of the show, you're here the whole time. No matter how long we go, you're with us. You're one of us. You're with us. I don't know. That seems like a movie quote from something that I can't remember. In any case, thank you all. And uh, I'm going to take it off of I'm take it off my page. So, Star Jesus 420 people. Bye. Go subscribe. Patreon. ShellySJSmokeOut.com Do it now. Because you have no more of the show to watch. You can go and just go ahead and subscribe and watch the other 67 episodes while you wait for this one to upload. It's the whole thing. Go do it. Thank you for your support. Remove that off of there. Okay. I guess we save those changes. Then we could take it off the show page. I'm be watching on the show page. Thank you for following us over there. And, uh, you know, tell your friends or whatnot. Accost people on the street. Strangers even. And tell them. Smokeout.com. It's Stoner Jesus and Shelly Martinez. Go learn their ways. <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> do you Don't, learn my, Don't <laughs>
1: learn my ways. Don't learn my ways.
0: <laughs> so it's save. And we're still recording. It all went well. Great. Now on a bonus coverage for you special Subscriber people, you got a lot for free. She was up, she was peeing, she was shitting on herself, the whole nine yards. That's free stuff, free content right there for all you, fetish people. Now, the <laughs> bonus content. I don't know if we can equal that, but we'll try. In any case,
1: well, here's the thing: I am completely butt hurt. What do I mean? Literally butt hurt. I know the whole show you guys see me wiggling around. I need to go get this pillow over here so I can at least sit on it.
0: Because my you butt have a, hurts. Do you have like a hemorrhoid pillow? <laughs> those, those semicircle pillows that people sit on. See, it supports your butt. But your butt hole is just kind of in the void of the pillow. So it's really not being pressed against anything. So I guess is the key right. when it comes to hemorrhoids. All right.
1: <laughs> oh, that's better. Now I know for next time because this is the spot until the weather cools off because I can feel the AC. I can hang my lovely background. And I as I think we talked about on the Instagram, I believe how I changed the room around. Did I? Did I talk about that?
0: I think so. Either that Anyways. or how I'm doing it or something like that.
1: Anyways, who cares? So my bat cave now, um, I have two futons in each side. And this side is where you could, like, the sweet spot from the AC. It's a little further, so it's not so loud. And, like, I could feel it. Like, this is the sweet spot. And it's a futon. I just got to fix it up like this little bump in the middle here.
0: <laughs> but uh, it's and I realized, good. Let's realize that that is the same shirt that you wore on the very first episode of the smokeout all those years ago. I just-
1: know. I know. I, I thought, okay, what am I going to wear? Because first of all, I'm just over today with that shirt. starting <laughs> with that shirt, I am just over. <laughs> so here's the thing though. Um, I don't know if this means anything to you, but I was having a conversation with my friend, but right before I was getting ready for the smokeout, and I was telling her, just venting to her some things. I said, but at the end of the day, like in a couple of hours, I'm gonna record my show that I have with my friend. I'm gonna do the smokeout. It's always a good time, and it's gonna make me feel better, and my day is gonna be feeling better. I said because when we record our show together. To me, it just makes me feel like we're hanging out or just so happened to be recording it. <laughs> so it's my way of kind of having a break from my crazy life and just kicking it with you. But like we're sharing our craziness with the world. <laughs> so there you have it. So I'm glad that I'm able to find the sweet spot now because as if you're new to the page if you go back to some episodes there's a couple back i almost passed out in here <laughs> <laughs> it was the weekend at bernie's so it was <laughs> being super medicated and then <laughs> on top of it it was so hot and i didn't feel the ac in the area i was at
0: indeed it was a uh, it was hit or miss there for a little while
1: I did it for the show, man. I did it for
0: the show. That's
1: right.
0: <laughs> Shelly's a trooper. You go back enough episodes, you find all kinds of stuff. One time she's locked out of her house. <laughs> so. <coughs> so. Oh my
1: Pretty gosh. <laughs>
0: it is. Well you go find in the description. You know, Shelly's locked out of her house, she has to pee in her yard. It's a very emergency <laughs> situation. <laughs>
1: There it go, Pe. I didn't pee myself though. And I remember there was construction people, so I was trying to hide. I had, I had to break into the garage to get the freaking paper towel. <laughs> and then it concerned me that I could do it. That means anyone else could. Yeah, dude, We've had some good times on this show. That's why I feel it deserves to be heard by people that, because you know, yeah we get deep over here sometimes but i mean it's good conversation deep it's not being toxic or nasty like there's like enough of that so if we can just bring to people a little escape like we're doing a good job so more people need to escape over here
0: that's right tell your friends you know tell your homies and tell your hoes. just tell everybody
1: tell them all they're all welcome
0: so Shelly, I'm going to uh, share. Pretty sure that's how we do this. I share what you shared, so that it's so everybody can see it. There we go. <laughs> the people watching.
1: Okay, so something that I brought up to Stoner Jesus, as I said, can we please talk about Spirit of Truth? Now, the backstory of Spirit of Truth for me is when I was in Kentucky back in the Disney brother sister. I lived in this really cute apartment complex that a lot of the wrestlers did that were under contract. And a lot of wrestlers continued to, even when they were on the road, just because it was easier. It was there. They could have people watch their place, whatever. So one of the people that I worked with in OVW was Aaron, the idol Stevens. When I was working with him and Beth Phoenix and through us working together, we developed a friendship. We were friends for a really long time. We keep in touch still. And he came over once because that's when computers, like not everyone had a computer. I had a computer. So Aaron would often come over and be like, Hey, can I check my email or whatever? Wow, remember those days? Like you had to find a computer or go to Kinko's. You got to take your mask to Kinko's. (laughs) You got to go to Kinko's. So he goes, I got to show you this. And then he shared with me the spirit of truth. And my first reaction, especially because at that time I was very Jesus this, Jesus that kind of a Christian. I was like, I don't know. And so he would come over like all the time, like, let's just watch it. And he put it in there. (laughs) And then there was a turn. We'll talk about that turn in a second. Let's get into the spirit of truth. We'll get into a little bit of it. This is just a half. This is like half of the video, but here we go.
2: that make a man to to war and lay a snare you know they try to trip a nigga up like me you know because i i ain't following why these rules you know <laughs> Speak to me. More, so you're are you laughing beyond <laughs> <laughs> you find it funny <laughs> You find it funny, <laughs> huh? Wait, you you ain't caught, you ain't hear me, huh? You get it again, okay, I'ma say it again. I come in the name of Jesus. Repeat it after me, bitch. I come in the name of Jesus by the power of the Holy Spirit. God Almighty, you know, rule of heaven and earth and every goddamn thing in between. You understand me now? Wherever next? speak to me. Say your name, your name, first and last name him correct god correct god ain't none of y'all correct me by my words huh? i'll give you some scripture revelation chapter 16 5 and 7 revelation 15.
1: okay so real quick nothing he said is wrong and that was the turn for me when aaron came over and i I, first of all, shout out to Yosemite Falls from Northern California in the background. Like <laughs> that's just, cause I was living in Kentucky. So I was like, why is this dude have Yosemite in the background growing up? That was like the family trip for a little while. So Yosemite kind of has my heart. So once I got past his rough around the edgesness, I was like, dude, he's not wrong with what he's saying. And I understood why he was angry So what ended up happening is Aaron and I would always play it. Anyone that would watch it, we would like, we would always hype it up, hype it up. And before you knew it, there was a handful of people within OVW that our inside joke was Reverend X and the spirit of truth. (laughs) And in particular, the ones that were like the OGs was, of course, Aaron, myself. Stevie Richards, Nova, Santino Morella. And those are the people that, there was others, but those are the tops. Like the OGs right there. So right here, what I appreciate in this next segment is that he is now reading from the Bible. Okay. Let's get to the text. Here it is. So before we go forward, Stoner Jesus, I know we've kind of talked about Reverend X before, but before me bringing it up to you, you, were you aware of him?
0: Oh, yeah. I remember him going viral um, back in the day. I don't know if I heard about him before. It was on Howard Stern, but Howard Stern got a hold of it somehow and really popularized the videos and stuff. I can't remember if it was... It was he went to Sirius XM in 2006? So he was able to play it uncensored. He played a lot of the old stuff uncensored, but I don't know if it was the second time he played it or the first time. But uh, yeah, I remember from back in the day, there's a few things I remember from the internet back then that I loved watching. One of them was this, another one I don't know if you're familiar with or anybody else is something called The Retarded Policeman. No, it's the videos are still on YouTube as far as I know. I checked a couple of years ago, they haven't made any in a long time. But they were just these hilarious skits. This melee challenge dude was just like he would pull people over like in, in the skit, and just it was as funny as hell. And they did, you know, dozens of them. I love that shit. I watch that shit all the time. I get high as fuck and watch the retarded policeman.
1: <laughs> well, we would do the same, but with spirit of truth. I believe he was on that website E Bombs World or something like that. I don't know. But here we go, continuing on with the Spirit of Truth.
2: Four. Ezekiel chapter 5 Verse 15. Caller. Caller, you on the line. Charles. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Say what? Motherfucker, I ain't looking for you. You 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 probably looking for a cult, man, motherfucker. You get heaven's date, Travel the hell up out of here. <laughs>
1: now if you missed that you guys he says something to the effect of i'm not over here trying to make a cult what are you over there you're you're in the cult why don't you just go and take heaven's gates and travel the hell out of here <laughs> No, i know it's a lot to take in if you're not paying attention and i have seen this so many times i know it from the beginning to end to where <clears throat> i need to recreate it And recently I've seen that there's somebody on YouTube that recreates them. So I need to like hurry up and do it. I at least need to be the first girl to do it. But um, yeah, dude, like that's so freaking funny because this was so raw. This was like public access television back in the day. Callers calling in the show. He's on the fly and on the fly, he says, take heaven's gates and travel the on hell out of (laughs) here. That's good. That's like, that's like a comedy. And like, let me tell you guys, the one man show here, Reverend X, Spirit of Truth, this isn't an act. This is him.
0: Absolutely. all right
1: moving on
2: <laughs> look what what do you know about the lord what do you know about the lord what do you know about the lord no tell me i come in the name of jesus by the power of the holy spirit let's stay focused you want to speak on flesh you want because you see flesh and shit and you know why they always told you uh, a man can't be god Huh? What you calling me for? I told you what I'm about. It's about getting lawyers, training them up in the words, the scriptures, and we're going to help the poor, the powerless that can't afford, they can't afford their um legality, legality fee. They can't, they can't afford justice. I know you all in for justice, huh? Just like white supremacists, huh? White supremacists preach your judgment for your ass and bring it from a new black man. let <laughs> <laughs> call it done. Don. And it don't stop. Go ahead. Hey, what's that? Mean? And it won't stop. Say what? It's Say what? You trust in the devil, huh? Well, God sent the devil in the name of Jesus by the power of all Holy Spirit. then motherfucker, you fucked up, huh? You <laughs> fucked up, huh? You know your ass is doomed. What you got to speak? If you don't know shit that's speaking on this um, topic I'm bringing up, shut your goddamn ass up. (laughs) Hell, You trust in hell, motherfucker. And you already in hell. Just like I trust in heaven and I'm already there, motherfucker.
1: Now, let me tell you something. (laughs) I, like I said, know this from top to bottom. The full video, I believe, is about 15 minutes. I... I don't know about you, but sometimes when you like your go-to's you got to take breaks from them so you can kind of revisit them later. So my break from the Spirit of Truth was a really long time and I feel like in this past year or so I've been revisiting here and there. And the more recent times that I've been revisiting it even right now He's not wrong with what he's saying. And in my head, I'm thinking, well, my mom's being all judgmental. Shelly need saving and blah, blah, blah. I'm going to say, you know why? Because you're just looking at me in the flesh. You're not looking at me in the spirit. And I've made it very clear that I come in the name of the Lord. So there. And that's what spirit of truth has done for me recently. Has given me the confidence of this is nothing new. This behavior that people have. Because this video was shot a long time ago. And so <clears throat> I think that's what attracted to me, me to it when I finally understood what he was saying back in the day and got past the aesthetics, or lack thereof, um, back in the day. And it always stuck with me because he's saying what most people would never say, ever. And he's owning it. He, like I said, his the spirit of truth has allowed me to embrace my spirit of truth, which has helped me in my personal life.
0: I have to say, I love the music, and I love the constant. <coughs> I think if he was just standing there talking, even if he was moving around, it just wouldn't have the same pop as it does with just the, the really close-in Zooms. And then pulling out and down and then back up. And almost like he almost leaves the frame, but then he's back.
1: <laughs> and then you could see on the top, you could see like that he's in a studio. Yeah. And so you kind of see. <laughs> <laughs> and the thing is, is people these days were so jaded would think this is all thought out, scripted, put together. No, that's why it is gold, because before any of that existed, and the way it does now. That wasn't happening. This was a dude that paid for studio time to go tell his spirit of truth. He may be cracked out of his mind, but whatever, what are you going to do? And putting it out there and at least not for nothing, I can talk for myself continues to stay with me and legitimately helps me in my life. Like, I know it sounds funny, but that's just the deal. And I remember when I lived in Kentucky, me Aaron, Stevie and Santino were like, we have to find and Nova had to find where this guy is. And we were like, we're going to find him one day. And then years had gone by and Stevie texted us all. He was like, I found him. <clears throat> and that's when I believe he was on Tosh.0. Mm-hmm. And so they showed him on there. And so if you go on YouTube, he has a channel. I subscribe to it. I just haven't had the time to really go through his videos yet. And it's him. It's really him. And he's still doing his thing. Different vibe, though. And yeah, dude, so we're going to continue here with some more spirit of truth. Are you the one going, you believe in death, huh? Goddamn murderer.
2: I'm going to find my brother. But when I find him, I'm going to get them motherfuckers. they be the one that's always day long. i Fuck that I got that back.
1: He's not wrong. what you hoping for. You yeah, ain't hoping in the Lord, oh huh?
2: you hoping in fame and <laughs> That's why you can't see me, house nigga. <laughs> What's your, yeah, state your name? Here we go.
0: <laughs>
2: you the devil. <laughs> you the devil. You a Satanist, huh? You, hey, hey, you, then you wrote a book too, then, right? You got a book with blood on it, huh? You Satan up. Who created your ass, Satan? Who created your ass? I come in the name of Jesus by the power of the Holy Spirit. I I come in the name of Jesus by the power of the Holy Spirit. The devil is a motherfucking liar. So you know I ain't worried. Be (laughs) hot. Stupid bitch. (laughs) Look at that. I'm provoking that, huh? I'm making motherfuckers just hate God more. I'm provoking that, huh? <laughs> you goddamn devil worshipper, you ain't got no excuse. Motherfucker, you ain't you ain't coming in no you come in the name of Satan. I guess if you like a house nigga won't go <laughs> competitive, if I say I'm God, then I guess you have to take the side of Satan, huh? Motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> Stupid bitch. Not a it is, it's not a I'm competition. A competition. It's, it's a cooperation. cooperation. Stupid ass house nigga. I can't see you though, bitch. You see me? I'm all I'm all out. I make my ass very available. Very
1: available. available. Call. Very available, <laughs> and that's where I resonate with this more than ever because <clears throat> for years I've made my ass very available. <laughs> I speak my mind online. I do interviews, I say what's up, I lost opportunities because of my mouth, whatever, it's fine. Point is, at the end of the day, I've made myself very available. And it's crazy that there's these people that have these grievances with me, specifically within the wrestling business and my family members have these grievances with me, right? But their grievances with me is stumbling upon content that's online that I'm fully aware of. It's no secret. I make my ass very available. (laughs) Pun and not pun intended. Both ways. (laughs) You know? I make my ass very available. And yeah, I don't want them to see me like that when it comes to sexy content. But it's what I do. It is what it is. If any of them had the balls to actually bring up to me, like, why did you do that? Or, oh, I saw that. I would openly talk about it. I would love to. But it's like this secret. And that's their little grievances with me. But you know what my grievances with them are? The things they do that they hide from the world. (laughs) Just like this caller trying to provoke, provoke Reverend X. And he's saying... What are you talking about? I'm here. You're seeing me. I'm putting myself out there, my energy. There's no hearsay. I'm telling you. So, what are you going to do about it? It kind of reminds me of when Vince Russo was going back and forth on his live with that Sean Sapp guy. Mm-hmm. Like, it's like, dude, I feel that. Like, the same energy here with Reverend X. It's like, I, I made myself very available so that there's no mistake. And it's so crazy that these people in particular, like Shelly Martinez, fake account or whoever else it's like,
0: <clears throat>
1: I'm always down for a conversation, always a constructive one, not to fight, but if you got an issue or whatever, let's talk. I don't care who you are. I don't care how you screwed me over. I'll, I'll hear you out. But people don't operate like that. I make my ass very available. <laughs> people are nothing but little callers. You know? Like, for example, I'm not trying to pick, but like when Renee Dupree kept talking crap about me, then come say something to me. Like, or shut up. One or the other. And then being open about how I felt here on our show, yeah, it's like, okay. They- I'm sorry. What was that?
0: I tweeted him the clips of us talking yes. Yeah,
1: Exactly. Exactly. So it's like, I made my ass very available, but <laughs> instead you're doing your little thing over here. And I don't play that kind of a game. And Reverend X, he long live his lessons. That's the true meaning of the spirit of truth.
0: <laughs> the words not used enough. Biatch. It's a very good exclamation on things.
1: All right,
2: moving on. You don't like it. Kiss my ass. You don't like it. It's my house. What's it? What's happening? What's happening? <laughs> well, the fuck of the book I got in my hand. You don't know him. You don't know him. You don't know. Him? <laughs> <laughs> Look like the yellow page. <laughs> You're killing me. Next caller. Like I said, I come in the name of Jesus by the power of the Holy Spirit. This is, this ain't, I ain't playing with your ass. Don't call up and play with me. Next caller, me, me. Here we go. I don't give a fuck what you think, bitch. Your thoughts, your thoughts, your thoughts ain't my thoughts. Bitch, I'm flowing straight from the survival scroll. Cut that bitch off. (laughs) (laughs) what's happening what's happening I come in the name of Jesus by the power of the Holy Spirit who name you coming in (laughs) by who power by who power (laughs) is what it's the spirit of God see the spirit of God is omnipotent and it works on you it'll work on your ass and I can be far far away because it's considered conscience you know Ain't ain't nothing fell in my conscience because I'm I'm sent by Jesus to do what I'm doing. It's all and I keep it all lawful and legal. I come in the name of Jesus by the power of the Holy Spirit. Any anybody, anybody resisting, you can goddamn my ass kiss it. <laughs> Man, I come in the name of Jesus by the power of the Holy Spirit. No matter how you come with me. as you as you down doing what I'm talking about doing. Lawyers and get this book open. Trained in these words to get the poor, the fatherless, and the widows up out of them penitentiaries. Are you down with that? You ain't down with that? Shut your goddamn ass up. Give me a ne- next caller. Motherfucker, ain't no corrupt co- communication came out of my mouth. You know what the corrupt communication is? That's when you talk about the devil. He the devil. Your, your motherfucking communication is corrupt. <laughs> whatever. Whatever, then I'm wrong. You got me now. You got me now. You got me now. Oh, you figured me out. You <laughs> fucking income fucking poop. You figured me out. You got me red-handed. You got me red-handed. God allow when he tell me
1: let me tell you something. <laughs> oh, you got me now. You got me now. You nincom fucking poop. You caught me right handed. You figured me out. That goes out to those haters in my family and those haters that I've shared a locker room
0: with.
1: Because... That's right. Oh, did you see that Shelly da-da-da-da-da? Oh, did you see that Shelly da, da 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 I can't believe she would post that. Whatever. It's like, they think that they figured me out. They're nothing but income fucking poops. <laughs> they don't even freaking know me like that. They only know a sliver of me. They don't know me when I have my guard down. But they think they figured me out. They figured me out. And then they think when they discover this stuff, oh, you caught me (laughs) red-handed. And it's like, you know what? Going back to, I make my ass very available. If you want to go back and forth, let's talk about what you do in the dark that people don't know about that you try to hide. That's That's when I'm like, so leave me the F alone, dude. Whatever. Like he says, I don't call, or what does he say when he says, um, I'm not playing with your ass, so don't come up and call and play with me. That's how I feel with these haters I have. I am just living my little life, you know, That's right. having sex on the pool table, recording smoke out,
0: living the having dream. a
1: good, you know, just good times, man, going for nice walks, and then these nincom fucking poops, all of a sudden... <laughs> I get a stomach ache, and I'm like, "Oh, someone's throwing me bad vibes, and then I think I'm crazy for it, and then some kind of weird thing happens, and then all of a sudden, I'm like, now that makes sense, and that's when it goes back to energy, and that goes back to, I mean, I'm not trying to be all journalistic, but well-rounded story of Terry Funk. It's like, it goes back to the energy, like, life is energy, and Today is huge proof uh, to myself that energy is everything because let's say when I was more outspoken about certain injustices or whatever, I would have really bad weeks. And I know it's because I'm upsetting people. They're throwing me bad vibes. And then when I kind of stay offline and just only promote what I got going on, Maybe put a joke here and there. I notice I don't feel as sick as I usually do. And that is just fact. I've been doing little research on myself now for about (laughs) two years. And that's the result so far. What do you think about that?
0: Oh, absolutely. It's Social media especially can be a toxic place. Even if you're not interacting with people, just the shit you see on your feed. The shit in the world, the people's stupid opinions. It's a lot. Absolutely.
1: And here's the thing. I want to hear your thought on this. And this goes out to the um, members over here. Because I was told by a member that they appreciated my sexy stories. So we'll go with that.
2: There
1: you go. I want to know, as a guy, what you think about this dream I had before I woke up. Okay. So I had a dream that I was somewhere and like my family was there and I was trying to have private time with Metal Jesus and then we went to this like area where it was like this part of this building it was kind of like stairways but kind of looked industrially and I was like okay here it's going to happen because they won't hear us or anything like that and then he when I took his pants off before i can even touch it not only did he finish but it was explosive and it was like two huge explosive clouds <laughs> and the second one was yellow what do you think about that and then i woke up
0: that's i mean i'm not a dream specialist
1: my <laughs> <laughs>
0: The first part seems to be, I thought, like, seems to be maybe you're yearning to be free from your family or the people you know you don't want to be around in your family or whatever. The second part, I don't know. I feel like I need more information. <laughs> 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 many things. The color, the significance of the color, I have no idea. Um,
1: and it wasn't like real life looking, it looked like a cartoon. Explosion a white one and then a yellow one. Have you
0: been, have you been watching any uh, anime porn?
1: No, I don't watch that stuff. <laughs> no offense to anyone who does, but that's not my thing.
0: Uh, I'm not sure. Maybe is there like um, maybe that would be something interesting to get like for like one of those call in shows where they have like a dream expert or something.
1: I know a gal. I just.
0: Yeah, I've seen you interact with somebody on Twitter.
1: Yeah, she's really awesome. Um, You know, I've been, one of the things that I want to do for myself, for like self-care, is she offers sessions with her, like telephone sessions, where you could tell her about a dream and she kind of helps you through it. Um, By following her, though, all these years now, I've really learned a lot about my dreams and myself through all of that. Um, I've been wondering if like, cause I know she does interviews. So I was like, I want to interview her, but like, I just haven't felt like it's the right time yet, but I don't know. Something to think about.
0: What if we get her on the show and we're talking to her and then we just, you know, casually bring up in conversation, the explosive jizz dream and then see what she says. Yeah. Like by the Let's way, see she thinks. <laughs> Speaking of a huge load, I had this dream.
1: <laughs> exactly. So I had this dream, really <laughs> weird one. But she's I don't know. I feel like she might be down if she wasn't busy because she seems to do like interviews and stuff. And I think she's really great, you know. She um like I said, has really I've always been a person since I can remember, since I was like I can remember, I never, I can't ever remember not dreaming. Right. <clears throat> and I remember my dreams very vividly. I remember other people's dreams vividly. Like Danielle will share with me a dream and then time will go by. I'm like, Oh my gosh, that's like your dream. And in my household growing up, you know, my mom's generation of growing up was not spiritual or religious and then I guess, for lack of a better term, I don't mean in a derogatory way. They all found Jesus, so they became born again Christians. So by the time my mom got pregnant with me, she was already a Christian. So I I grew up with Christian beliefs. Now it's you know I do pretty much like messianic Jew Ju- Judaism, which. They recognize Jesus, but I don't pray to Jesus anymore. Like the, when I go to Shabbat service, that's the congregation I go to. But anyways, so when it was just Christian, um, when my family would talk about dreams, it was always taken very serious, very spiritual. The Lord is sending you a message, maybe Um, a lot of foretelling of the future, not like saying psychic, but just like, oh, I had this dream and then something would happen that would align with it. So growing up, I guess, to sum it up, is I felt dreams were more hocus pocusy than they really are. And when I say that, I mean like I thought like if I had a dream about something, it was going to happen because so many of my dreams did. And whether it's a normal thing or going to WWE, like and anything in between – so, following Lori has helped me understand it's not so, you know, magical <laughs> all the time. I'm not saying that the Lord doesn't show you things, but I understand it differently. I now feel like the Lord, I always ask to show me whatever, or if I'm looking for guidance. So, of course, when I go to sleep, that's going to be on my mind. So then when I'm sleeping, I can't overthink things. I'm an overthinker. And then I'm experiencing things as they are. So I never really looked at it that way until Lori. And so that's really helped me a lot in understanding myself and just life. I know that sounds dumb and deep, but it's true. Like it really is. Like it's helped me so much because It's kind of scary, like, especially when I would have like maybe like nightmares, you know, so I would always be on anxiety of when's this going to happen? When's it going to happen? I had that dream. When's it going to happen? And then I would live my life in fear at sometimes for years. For years and years and years. And that's just like no way to live. And I think that's why I have a lot of my stomach issues. Like it added to it is because even as a little girl, I was always having nightmares. And so to grow up in that household where it's more like hocus pocusy spiritual things going on where it's like, no, that's maybe how you really feel, but you're, fighting it in real life or you're seeing something for what it really is. So of course that's going to lead to a breakup or this not working out or whatever, you know? So I'm really grateful be- to be broken from those chains because I follow Lori. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think about dreams?
0: Um, I, when I was younger, I had, a recurring dream where it was just me walking around a grocery store, like a supermarket. It was kind of based on a supermarket that is no longer around me, but mm-hmm. it was one I used to go to when I was a kid. And I had that dream for probably hundreds of times over the years and nothing ever happened. It was just me walking around a supermarket. That was it. To the point where that was like the only dream I remembered because it happened so much. That setting was mm-hmm. the setting so many times. Um, but most of the time it's just like, is just random stuff and stuff i don't really remember um every now and then i remember something kind of horrific will happen in the dream and because i feel it when i wake up and you gotta like you know shake that shit off but um other than that i don't remember much other than the supermarket dream which i had a lot
1: <laughs> and there's a whole th- psychology behind that i have a supermarket dream as well and it's always kind of like it's either this one supermarket that's like a grocery store kind of bigger one that I grew up near or this like kind of like corner liquor store, but they had like, like groceries there. So I dream about that a lot. So it's like, what do those things mean in my brain? And so like going back to Lori and following her, it's allowed me to look at things in that way because I am like, Oh, I had the grocery store dream or had the high school dream or, um, There's one Danielle and I have in common. We call it the, it's the amusement park by the beach that's by the ocean town. Like it's like this, (laughs) this whole like mix of things that if it really exists, that place, I'm not familiar with it. So it's just interesting getting to know the like human brain and how we register as being a civilization, a society together, certain things like the grocery store definitely means something. So it's crazy that our brain goes there. And like you said, it's as simple as just walking around me and Danielle also have the mall where sometimes it's the empty mall. It's closed. All the stores are closed, but for some reason we're just walking around like nothing really happens, but the stores are all closed. Why are we there? What are we even doing? It's so much so that, if I am at a mall and that happens, like maybe I went to a department store, so it's open a little later, but I have to, maybe I parked on the other side of the mall. So you got to go through. It creeps me out when I'm at a mall and it's closed like that. Cause I'm like, oh, and then one of my one of my um first jobs I had in high school, it was my second job I think I had, um, was at a jewelry store at the mall. So I would be there closing, and I was like, oh my god, the dream. <laughs> Oh my god, Spirit of Truth. Let's finish it up. Sorry. Got sidetracked. Spirit of truth. Here's the end part. Let's go. Yeah,
2: I'm God too, huh? God liar, huh? No, I ha- I don't have you, I don't see any of you asses bearing witness for me or Jesus. I can't see none of you publishing peace. This is a Jesus is the way to peace. Fuck what you talking about. Passion.
1: can you
2: see me <laughs> here's, here's the
1: best the ending the one man show <laughs> 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 oh I thought it was gonna be um there's a there's a version online where it shows like the credits at the end and it shows him in different freeze frames and then different catch lines. It's so hilarious. I was hoping that would be the one, but it wasn't. But anyway, spirit of truth, and even ending it with that right there, where he has helped me in dealing with certain family members that are very Christian and judgmental. I don't see you bearing witness for me or anyone else. Like, okay, you're Christian. Hey, Christian, you're trying to save me over here. I'm I'm in trouble with my soul. I don't see you bearing witness for me or the fatherless, the widows. I don't see you doing that. I see you going to church so you can have social hour and do your old little ritual where you feel good and it doesn't matter that whatever, like that's. And again, that's with like any religion. So I'm not picking on Christians. It's just, that's what I grew up with. That's any kind of, Religion that is organized. I feel. What do you think?
0: Biatch.
1: <laughs> That's what you think. Yeah. So there you go. Spirit of truth. Know it. Live it. Love it. Check it out on YouTube, and he's on there. So there you have it.
0: He's very like. He seems. I see his newer videos. He's more like subdued. It's like him in like a room. Yeah. You like know, see like the top part of his head.
1: Well, he's old.
0: <laughs> yeah, are we all?
1: He's old. I mean, he looks like I mean, I don't know, maybe he just was living rough, but he didn't look very young back then. That was a long time ago.
0: I got a feeling someone gets that kind of haircut. They're not, you know, they're not living the straight, and narrow life. They're they're out on the edge doing things. They're like, just you know what, just leave a little in the back, but the rest of it forward to shave all that shit.
1: All of it, but no, I need my ponytail. That's right. I need my ponytail. That's the key. He needs his ponytail. And I get it. I'm a long hair girl. I was very upset when I would ruin my hair, which I almost did again, by the way. Nice. Right now it's multicolored. It's very multicolored, but I'm leaving it alone because I'm not going to ruin it. I'm just gonna <coughs> let it go.
0: <laughs> you have the but option of just like shaving the front
1: 80%. <laughs> what was that?
0: You always have the option of just shaving the front 80%.
1: I guess, but that's not for me. But it's very baldy that he hangs on to that ponytail, and it works for him. I think not everyone could pull off the full shaven head, but keep my ponytail. He does. He does it well.
0: I don't think there's anyone else who can pull that off.
1: Zero. That's his thing. That's his thing. And Excuse me, I wish more people knew about him, but it's probably better because... I think maybe people could be too sensitive and not like what he has to say. So I'll let people find him how they find him. And I try not to push it too much. And when I share it on my timeline, it really is a way for me to kind of just say hi to the people that, like I named earlier. You know, people, if you go on my Twitter, you'll notice that I'll tag, you know, Stevie and Aaron and Santino and Danielle. So. It's because that's kind of like my way of like i had a moment and maybe i was i don't know just giving that energy and i know i could just do it privately but i feel that people on my timeline whether then or not they know why i'm tagging these people if they think it's funny like i'm making somebody laugh and people always reply and it's always fun <laughs> and so that's why i keep doing it you know it's because it's almost like I feel like I'm playing with Frank Friends. It's recess time. Now it's time. And then Barry Capricorn, because he also went by Barry Capricorn, Barry Capricorn, Reverend X. And it makes me so happy when they interact with the tweet, when they, whoever I mentioned, because I know it made them laugh. And you never know what somebody's going through. So, like, let's say one of those people in that group is having a bad day, if not many of them. And then they're like, Oh, I just gonna veg out. Just go on my Twitter, and then they're like, "Oh, Shelly tweeted me," and then there's freaking Spirit of Truth. They're gonna watch it. They're probably gonna watch it twice, and they're gonna laugh. And that's what I'm trying to do over here. I just want people to laugh. That's
0: right. Now our subscribers. If you didn't know, now you know. Just one of the many benefits of subscribing to the Smokeout. So if you do so, thank you. As I said, tell other people about it. You know, email them. Carrier pigeon however you communicate with people, you still have a flip phone, <laughs> those, like walkie-talkie phones that made the annoying noise, the Nokias or whatever, just tell people Smokeout.com. Come join the fun. Shelly, thank you for another awesome show. Uh, we'll get together about the next date uh, that we do and uh, what we're going to do and all that good shit. Uh, all
1: right, sounds good.
0: Until next time, thank you, Shelly. Have a great day.
1: you too, bye.
0: Bye, everybody.